Welcome to Cocktails for Breakfast, guys. I am your host, Sophie. And I'm your host, Bailey. And today we're going to do something a little bit out of the norm. We're going to do Q&As. We're going to do Q&A. Over the past few weeks, we've been asking on Instagram, mm-hmm. our audience, yep. what they want to hear about. What topics do you want us to touch on? And we actually have a little bit of a list here. I like this. I'm excited yeah. for this. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, because I have the phone. Let's get down to I'm it. I'm the ringleader of this okay. conversation. I'm a bit <laughs> nervous. <laughs> okay, so Ooh. this is going to be fun. Okay, is right? it? Okay. I hope we don't repeat ourselves many times. Okay. Okay, so let's kick this sucker off. Hitting a wall in in business and bouncing back. I guess they're asking, like, what do you do when you hit a wall? Ooh. And how do you bounce back? Oh, man. Also, have not told Sophie all of these questions I'm like, yet. clearly I'm not prepared, but that's okay. <laughs> You're getting the raw and, like, you know, whatever comes to mind. Um, hitting a wall and bouncing back. I mean, I think first and foremost, what you, the important thing is to do is, is really get down to um, the core of it of why you're in this business. What is your why? I know we talk about your why all the time, but it is the factor that's going to get you, you know, uncomfortable. It's going to get you to do the things that you necessarily are trying to like, I'm the main procrastinator in my own story, guys. Trust me, like I am one. But when it comes to like thinking about my future and my why and where I want to take my business, that always gives me that little extra um, energy, I want to say, or even my self-motivation to tackle my business and to do the work. And uh, when you're hitting a wall, I just think that you just need to start looking at your why in another perspective or even um, the actions that you did take that are just not working. What is it that's not working? And you got to pivot. Our favorite word. What do you think? I hate that word, but it's so true. But it's the truth. Yeah, I think if you're hitting a wall in your business, I think people have to realize that your business changes over time, just like a relationship. So what worked in the beginning may not work for you now. So what are the actions that you can take to change direction or pivot? And um, when we're hitting a wall too, why why are we hitting the wall? Is it because we're tired? Do we need a little us time? Are we putting pressure on ourselves? Like, what is the wall you're actually hitting? Is it you have a creative block? It could be so many things. So figuring out like, why do you feel like you've hit a wall? And then actually go in and look at like the hard tangibles of what are you doing that maybe you were doing in the beginning that worked? Or what are the things that you keep doing that aren't working? Because I think a lot of people, especially if you do network marketing, you do the same thing and expect different results. And then you hit a wall thinking nothing's coming. And you got to actually be your worst critic. You got to say, you can go to your upline, you go to your sideline, you can ask them to give you feedback, but you have to say like, would I partner with me? Would I buy my product off me? Do I sound trustworthy? Like just... Really getting back to the nitty gritty and being your own worst critic. Yeah. And I think, like dissecting that shit. No, I think, and that's, that's it. Exactly that. And, and sometimes too, we feel like we're hitting a wall because we're not seeing either progress within our team or we're getting our team, the results or, <laughs> or like even getting our team, like say our team's not moving as fast as we would want to, or the way that we would want to. And that's where you kind of have to like reassess, like, 
how have I been talking to my team? Have I been micromanaging my team? Was that the dialogue I was having with them? Like the energy that's in your chats or in your, on your team calls or in your Zooms or whatever, in whatever type of industry that you're like, the way that you're talking to your team and that type of energy will also give you that type of that energy and, and tackling your business. I feel like sometimes we feel that we're hitting a wall because we're also glancing at the overall team. And if we're not seeing what we want to see or seeing the results, then it influences our own energy that we put towards our own personal business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Speaking of teams. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we knew this was going to happen. It's yeah. going to be like a question and then a tangent. Yeah, it's okay. But something I noticed too is the way people are speaking to their teams. Like they feel like they're motivating them. And I was telling you this. Mm -hmm. I've been so guilty of this where like I kind of come in because I do feel like I'm kind of a no bullshit person. Like if you want the change, just do it. I don't understand why you don't take the action. It drives me absolutely bananas Sophie knows this mm -hmm. but I think sometimes when we think we're motivating our team or giving putting a chat like we do a lot of chat stuff um <laughs> and then we get no response I I notice sometimes you can see the underlying tone of what you're really saying even though you feel like you're motivating people it's almost like you're barking at them yeah. and I think that's something over time it's just a finesse it's like a nuance and you learn so maybe when you're not getting a reply like you're hoping to from your team members or getting them excited, I think you just kind of have to also reassess of just like, how are you feeling? Like, I get so frustrated. Like, yeah. my, my go-to emotion is frustration. Yeah. And you will be able to tell when I'm frustrated because I send messages that have, they're packed with frustration, even though I might feel like I'm motivating. Right. Oh, I'm being motivational, yeah. but I'm not. It you It's frustration written all over there. Other people... Yeah. Pick a different emotion. Yeah. But my go-to is frustration. Yeah. When I'm stuck or feeling like I've hit a yeah. wall, I get frustrated. Mm -hmm. No, totally. 100%. And I feel like that's where we're very different in that mm -hmm. sense. But also when I feel that way, mine is kind of like short answers or I just am not present in the chat. <laughs> it's like I'm out. I'm ignoring it. <laughs> like till you come back with something that's worth talking about, then I'm not, and that's not necessarily good either. You, you disengage. You, I disengage. Yeah. Like that's me. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go walk that way. And you know, when you're in that, that, yeah. you know, spirit of getting back into that, you know, I don't know. I just feel that that's the way that we've been tackling our businesses. And I feel like that's where you and I are both so different but at the same way it completes kind of each other because when yeah. you feel that i'm disengaging from the chat you chime in and when i feel that you're being you're like frustrated but i do get where you're coming yeah. from i go in there and i kind of try to like mellow it over yeah. or have a different we're kind still of learning that's the thing oh, yeah. like <laughs> And we're human, and that's the thing, right? I love these Q&As, but I'm like, I don't know. I'm still learning, too. Yeah. Uh, okay, next one. Just being honest. Uh, can you name your biggest fear as an entrepreneur and how you overcome it? Oi. Biggest fear as an entrepreneur, I think. My biggest fear is, I think, getting comfortable. Getting Like, my fear is to get comfortable and miss the boat because I'm not seeing opportunity I'm not seeing um, collaborations I'm not seeing those kind of things because I'm in my own little comfortable thing and the reason why I'm saying is that I did that 
Yeah. Like I did that a few years get back with a team. I got really comfortable there and it blew up. And I learned so much from that. But that's the thing. It's like when you start getting comfortable, I think it's a bad sign. I feel like you should always be like running after something or a goal or a vision or something. You should always be in movement. And that's the thing with entrepreneurship is, is I, I personally feel when you get in that zone, I'm not saying like feeling in control. I'm just saying like getting in that comfortable spot where you're not seeking or taking risks or even like going after something that really means something to you. I feel like that's the danger zone. So for me personally, that would definitely be my ultimate fear is to get comfortable to the point where I stop chasing. Hmm. What about you? I'm just listening and trying to think about what am I afraid of? <laughs> Cause I don't really even know. I can tell you all the things I don't like and I don't want to rehappen or reoccur, whatever. Re-occur. English, please. Um, so my biggest fear. I feel like we've had multiple conversations of you saying like what your fear in this type of business would be. Well, I think like a big one for me. I don't know if I like, I don't know. I think I just don't like the word fear. I'm like, I don't want to be afraid of anything. <laughs> um, I think a big one for me, what would be my biggest fear is not living up to my potential. Mm, we talked about that. Yeah. I was going to say, I think that's my biggest lines. fear is just accepting, like, I guess kind of being comfortable, like accepting like, oh, I should just be happy because this is good and not risk it all. Like I still like, my biggest fear is not living up to the potential I know I have. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's like the biggest one. one. Anyways, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is another good one. And just, I've never heard this before. So if you're listening, oh dear, this I'm is yours. now. Okay. Beauty looks, sexiness, and everything in your business, right? Is everything in your business. Um, non-good looking gals can't really go far. What are your thoughts? Oh my gosh. Really? That was like an actual question. It was for somebody on Instagram. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Give it to us, girl. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> I think I get it, and that's the thing. And I feel like there's two. There's a different types of audiences out there. There's different types of people watching your stuff, and obviously, like it, it comes to no surprise that everything that has to do with beauty and fashion, it's like we've brought this standard up to something that is still we're trying to like break those barriers where people like I've I've personally follow some people that show up with no makeup on, tons of acne. And they do the things that makes them feel beautiful, whether it's like applying makeup on them. But I feel like taking people onto your journey and showing them the imperfections too has so much more weight and so much more influence than somebody that's coming up like perfect all the time. So I disagree. I truly disagree that I don't think that somebody that's all done up like the standards of beautiful will necessarily have more success in our line of work, I want to say, than somebody that's raw, truthful, like completely, completely like transparent when it comes to their business because it's about the relationship that you have with your audience and it's also about the material that you do put out there. People like an underdog. People like following somebody's journey. So no, I don't believe that sexiness and 
And what defines sexiness? It's confidence. Like it could be totally somebody that's not. When I read this, I kind of just think like this person needs to do this business. Exactly. Um, I don't know. I think there's just so much behind this. Like there's something out there for everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? And to me, I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm reading it. I'm like, just because you feel like you don't have beauty and looks, does that mean you're not deserving of feeling beautiful? It's always it always deep. Now I need yeah. to go and delay like what is happening there because that's the thing, right? But yeah. And I think mm. that a lot of people feel that way. Even, you know, we do skincare, hair care. And I feel like a lot of times too, a lot of people I talk to, they don't, they feel guilty for even splurging on themselves. Like they aren't worth it. They don't deserve it. Um, or others come before them. And I'm not saying I get this vibe from this comment, but I I don't know. I've seen a lot of people in our industry, and trust me, not all of them are 10 out of 10s. Yeah. Um, And I don't mean that in a rude way. I just mean there's something for everybody. And, you know, seeing someone who looks like you rocking and doing their thing is so empowering. Yeah. And I also don't even know, like, maybe you just feel like you're not beautiful. I'm sure you freaking are. So I think that those things come up a lot in our our profession too yeah, like how does. many times have we been on a trip oh and just feeling insecure i think those are just normal things but to have that stop you from going for it and trying it i think is the reason you should join to build that confidence for yourself to show people you know this is what i do every night this is what makes me feel good this is my self-care i think there's so much power behind it i definitely don't think you have to be you know, sexy and beautiful to be a superstar yeah. in this business at all. Cause it's really about a business of connecting with people. It's not necessarily selling my beauty or selling, you know what I mean? Like yeah. for instance, lately I've been so many messages about my freckles and mm-hmm. like how I don't yeah. cover them up. It's so many women saying, you know, I have freckles now. I finally love them. Mm-hmm. And when I was growing up, it was like you know, freckles and red hair, which is like, and I had braces guys. <laughs> I was so cute. <laughs> and I had dreadlocks at one point. Don't ask me. They did not last in my wow, hair, obviously. Okay. It was a, I'm, I'm painting, painting a, a picture in my head. Photo. And I'm like, okay. I was like, I'm going to try these. They look cute. They it's like didn't. my goth days. Like, let's not go. Yeah. yeah. Emo, same thing. Yeah, yeah. Different day, <laughs> different pile. But anyways, same pile. <laughs> but I just think, like, it's there's something for everyone out there. Mm. So like, who knew now I'm older and everyone's like, well, what do you use? Like, Oh, I love my Mm -hmm. freckles. Oh, I'm embracing them too. So I just think it's the eye of the beholder. Like I'm 100%. Yeah. Like we get in our head so much about things. I mean, we do. And you brought up something that's super good because again, it's about diversity and we know personally like millionaires in our company that don't fit, sorry, the like standard of what everybody thinks and I hate to say influencers because I don't think we're influencers, but anyways, like that type of person that is in our industry, um, whether it's somebody that, you know, sells shampoo or skincare or whatever. And I'm like, I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that per se for our work and the company that we're part of is that they really just want you to be yourself because that's the key to the success of, yeah. of that person. It's just like, it can be anybody. Anybody can do this. It's about bringing, you know, valuable, you know, material for your audience, right? And this kind of leads into the next thing, which okay, is what good. is the number one quality needed for network marketing? And I think the biggest one, and I feel like it ties into this 
basically like you need to do some major self-reflection whenever people tap out it's because they let their mind get the best of them yeah Yeah. go for it okay (laughs) i can see you in your head i'm like like, i've got so many words like i have so many things to say like i feel like that caffeine's like kicking in all of a sudden (laughs) i'm like um for me i think the number one thing is to be coachable so many times we've had either people on our team or even myself, I like you have to be open to what you either your mentor is saying or when I say coachable, it's also from the outside, like teachers per se, like whether, whether you're, you know, following a course online or you're doing something, discussing with people in this industry. I think being coachable is the number one. If you go into this business thinking that you already know so much you're going to fall on your face because you're not going to be open to learning you're not going to be moving you're not going to be doing anything that's going to the whole journey and learning through this type of industry per se is is key and i think like not saying that you're not coachable or that's the to be honest that's the first thing i ask when somebody joins my team i just or even the conversations prior to that I asked them like do you consider yourself coachable because a lot of people are like what do I need to do to get started like how and I'm like you just need to have an open mind and you need to be coachable that's all it is for me what do you think yeah yeah <laughs> look at me like yeah I, I'm trying to like pro- I'm listening to what you're saying and I'm trying to be like hmm what do I think I think obviously being coachable. Yeah. Like, yeah, we all want to know it all and put our backs up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I learn from people too. I learn from people all the time. I'm always open to learning because I don't have all the answers. I'm not a quadrillionaire yet. No. If that's even a word. So I got a lot to learn. But I think another, like, I just going back to what I'm saying is like, you got to understand your triggers. Mm-hmm. You want to be oh. successful in any type of business and you're an entrepreneur, whether that's network marketing or brick and mortar, whatever. So many things are going to come up and you got to see like, how am I responding? What's my emotional intelligence level? Like, am I reactive? There are all these little things and just too that mindset of just like, why you're doing these things and What's it mean to you and how far are you willing to grow and push yourself out of your comfort zone? Like how much do you want this change in your life? Mm-hmm. And I think um, just, you know, I don't want to say like get a personal development book and all that stuff, but you have to be feeding your brain positive things and yeah. learning how you can change your habits and behaviors. Yeah. If you don't know how to do that, which ties into being coachable mm-hmm. because you have to let down your guard to be coachable. Yeah. You have to say, oh. I don't know this. And it's okay to be a beginner and being okay with being a beginner at it. Yeah. And you got to stick with it. Yeah. So many people tap out. Oh, because it gets too hard because there's too, there's so much like inner work, right? So much. And that's the thing with this type of business or whether you're, whatever type of business where you're an entrepreneur and you have to work with people and a team and stuff, like it's a mirror. Like I've never looked like inward so much in the last like, yeah. Six years, I want to say. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It's been tumultuous. It has been. I can't believe I pronounced that right. Yeah, you did it I pretty know. good. Woo-hoo. High five. <laughs> uh, <laughs> guys, come on. Some words yeah. she can't say, and some <laughs> other ones she's rocking. And I've made I it mean. this far, so yeah. you can too. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And we were talking the other day, too, about meeting people where they're at, because I think in the beginning, oh, yeah. 
Yeah, in the beginning, we talked a lot to people who were like, well, kind of your pain points. It's like, are you upset at the job you're at? Are you looking for another way or to live your life a different way? And I've realized sometimes when we talk to people who are stuck in their shit, it is so hard when they partner with you or say, yes, I want to be coached and mentored by you because they haven't gone through that work, that self-reflection. And a lot of times those are the people who actually fall off. Mm -hmm. So... If you're trying to grow your team and grow your business, I want you to start thinking about like, who are those people you can help who've already done that work? And they're kind of at a crossroads where they're thinking like, hey, I, I'm right. Like, I'm here. I've done the work. I know what I don't want. I know, like, I don't care what people think. I'm ready to put in the work. I'm ready to show up. I'm ready to build this better life for myself. I think speaking to those people is going to be way more beneficial because you're meeting each other on the same frequency, the same wavelength, instead of trying to show people there is a different way who are stuck literally in their own shit. Yeah. Like, you know, they're consumed by their thoughts and their negative emotions and they're, you know, the half glass empty type of people, which I think we tend to attract a lot because they see oh you're doing this it looks easy blah 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 and then they get to doing it and it's like they you got to do all this deep yeah inner reflection and i know it sounds crazy but it's true because you got to motivate yourself you got to show up for yourself you are the person like i'm not going to show up and help you you know be your therapist you kind of got to be your own yeah in a way right i love that and that's the thing it's like how many times that we have somebody either come talk to us or join our team where there were in that space of, of, you know, like I want to get out of my situation, but I'm still feeling the grief from that situation or the backlash from that situation. And the energy is just not there yet. And like you said, it's like, it's different. Like if somebody realizes that they want to get out of their shit and they want to change their situation, but they're willing, it's the willingness, yeah. I think. It's the willingness and to be coachable and just take that step, that step far, forward. That needs to come from them. Like, like we've said it so many times, we are holding the door open for you, but at the end, you are the one that needs to take the first step. And I don't want somebody that's just like standing there looking at the door to just do it because... It would be the right thing to do. I want somebody that taken that that first step is like, there's a lot of stuff going on in the back there. Like I need to get out of my situation and stuff, but I'm willing to do the work. I'm willing to take those actions. I'm willing to do some inner work. Like I'm, I'm going to meet you halfway here. And I think that's a big thing because we both coach differently, but at the end of the day, we have the same value of wanting to, uplift Mm -hmm. people on our team and and get like entrepreneurs started and stuff like that we have that same fire when it comes to that stuff but I think from the last six years we've learned so much on the type of individual that enters our business and the ones that are ready to get into the nitty-gritty because it is at the beginning yeah and throughout your business too but it just looks different and the ones that are want to be part of it but they're just not there yet and yeah. that's okay you I think know timing's everything though it's huge it's timing is everything yeah and i think you have to understand that you got to go through these processes mm-hmm. in order to reach your next level so 
Um, whether it's through motherhood or trying a new job or tr- switching your career, or realizing something's not good for you or a friend circle's not good for you or you're seeking, you know, new connections. I think you have to realize that I think so many people want to go from zero to 100 and it's just not the case. Like um, one of our questions is what's next, which we'll cover in part two. Yeah. But what's coming next required the past six years for yes. you and I to have this growth and for all the lessons we've learned in order to go for what's next. So I think you have to be also okay with understanding that you got to go through it. Yeah. I don't want to say pay your dues because I don't think that's like an accurate right. term. It's a very hairstylist term. I'm sure in nursing too, right? Yes. They got to pay the dues. Yeah. But you do, you got, you got to go through the processes in order to arrive. And that's something I also really um, think is so big as people see these people who started here like at zero and they went to a hundred, they went to million dollar club or like, you know, they went from zero to 10 K a month and they're wondering how, but a lot of people don't document the in between. They're just showing you the end result and we get caught in our heads about it. But the biggest work is the chunk in between Yeah, and how you're going to like persevere right through it. I like that. Yeah. It's all about. All right. So we're going to wrap this Q&A part one up, and we will catch you back for Q&A part two. Give it to me, like. Okay, so if you enjoyed this episode, you want to hear other things, I'd love for you to like, comment, and share, and tag a hoe. (laughs) You know? (laughs)